Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. I am so happy to introduce you to my friend, Carolyn, today. She is my guest. She's also one of my biz besties, and she brings to the table a wealth of knowledge, and that's reason enough to have her on the podcast. But the real reason I wanted her to come and talk is because her life um, journey has brought her to a place where she's grounded herself in some really solid wisdom that's particularly pertinent for where we are right now. Now, she is a strategic thought partner. She does primarily work with upper six and seven figure entrepreneurs. But I think what she has to share is going to resonate with you no matter where you on your journey, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're working in corporate, looking for a job at home, raising your kids, raising your husband, raising your wife, whatever it is. Um, And here's what it is. Carolyn just put out a post and actually I had wanted to have her on for the same reason, but she just put it in words so beautifully the other day where she said, stop worrying about hustling so much, sometimes you need to focus on regenerating. And so if you're in this pause, you're not doing something that's less than, you're not lazy, you're not, I'm going to let her talk to it because she said so much more beautifully than me, you're regenerating. And that is such an important message. And I needed to hear it when she posted it. And I know most likely you need to hear it too. But before I bring her on, I want to tell you a story about Carolyn in my life, because I think so often we see these big, beautiful websites, these powerful brands, these women and men out there, leaders, and we think we understand who they are and we see them as a certain way. And so this story, I hope will give you a flavor to who Carolyn is in her heart. So I'll probably start crying before I even finish this. So as you guys know, I've, I've mentioned it a few times. I launched a conference right after my mom died and I just had started to get to know Carolyn through a networking group. And she came to my conference and it was a really hard, beautiful, amazing, powerful day. But it was hard because my mom wasn't there. And um, at the end of the day, she slipped me a card, Carolyn did. And as you guys know, financially, it was a very stressful time. We put a lot of money into the conference. My husband still wasn't working or I think he had just started back to work. And when I got in the car to drive home and I opened up the card, there was a beautiful message inside. And the words that Carolyn used would have um, been exactly the words my mom used. And so she was a conduit of that message. And inside was a check for $500. And it was the most beautiful check I've ever received because it came with such grace and graciousness. And in the card, Carolyn had said, I've made it a habit of gifting to women who, and I don't remember what word to use, but it was essentially 
get out there and and spread their love and do their work in the world. And, you know, Carol and I were not close friends at the time. She did that purely as a basis for how she lives her life. And so with that, Carolyn, welcome. I still love your reaction to that. <laughs> oh, and you got through it without crying, Patty. I know. Probably the first time. <laughs> Wow, that's so good. <laughs> we love your tears, though. Those are good, too. Thank you. Thank you. So so I, I kind of like, I kind of put it out there already, what that, that beautiful message is that you have for everyone. But why don't we take a step back and talk about what has this COVIDian life we've been living been like for you, both as as a person, and then as a person that serves other people, like as supporting your clients along the way? Yes. Well, I live in Manhattan, Upper West Side of New York. And so from a personal perspective, I thought I was just going to be staying with my favorite Irishman in Yonkers for a couple of weeks. And that was that. And I ended up staying with him for a few months instead, because the city felt like such a grim place except at seven o'clock when people would, you know, clap and ring bells and honk bugles. You don't honk bugles. What do you do with bugles? Blow on bugles. Whatever it is to celebrate yeah. yep, to celebrate the essential workers. And but other than that, it was really grim. The streets were empty. It just felt unsafe and uncertain. And so I was very grateful to have someone I love and be able to stay with him. And I've been through, and he owns a contract. He's a contractor. So he does a lot of high-end residential and commercial business only in Manhattan. And so he also was home. (laughs) And it was really interesting because for him, it was a list of what can I do at the house to spruce it up? Thank goodness he's a contractor and, you know, has all sorts of projects he could do on this house. For me, I'm like, I got to help. Like, I've got to help people. And so initially, I was just on the phone constantly with my clients, and we had, nobody was panicking. We were having so much fun and looking at ways they could adapt and pivot to serve their communities. And I loved being that strategic thought partner for them. Uh, I'm like the business partner you don't have to split profits with. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what I do for people. And so it was really, really fun. So here I am in a really loving relationship and lots of space and feeling very safe. And then the business side, I just felt very on purpose, very clear. And I knew immediately, I'm like, I have got to just help the clients I've got, but also let people know that I can help them with something that I hadn't, that I typically only do for longer term clients, people I'm going to be working with, I say longer term, three to six months. And I thought, you know what, I really just need to help people figure out like what they can do to pivot and start generating revenue immediately if things went away, or they just felt disconnected message wise. And so I spent, I'm working like a dog, he wants to play like a puppy. And so that was kind of my life. That was my COVIDian life. 
And I've been in business almost 18 years. And so I've been through lots of downturns. I didn't panic. I, di- I was just like, oh, here we go. I wonder, you know, I didn't expect it to last as long as it has. But I just, I didn't, I didn't thankfully get into any moments of panic. So I feel like I was very fortunate to be in the position I was in. Yeah, yeah, because not everyone's there, right? Not, I mean, no. I guess every, I guess technically people have some choice to panic or not panic, but depending on what is happening in your life, that can be re- more real or less realistic than for others. Do you feel like there's stuff that has happened to you through the course of your life that readied you to be present and, and calm and grounded in the time that we're in? I think it really is just the fact that I have, I have had so many dry spells in my business and I've always gotten through them. I've always found a way through or out. And so I'm just like, okay, I'm going to spend less time panicking, even if things get slow. If that, and they did get slow. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to panic. I'm going to like, so it was, I've been, we've all been through you know, many different life and world events, you know, 9-11, that I started my business. Did I start my business a year before 9-11? I can't remember. Or was it the year of 9-11? I think it was the year before 9-11. I can't, I'm terrible with dates. And so I, I think it really was that. Plus, I, I've really tried to maintain this mantra and I have not always held to it <laughs> over the years. You've witnessed me freak the hell out around certain things in life. But when I remember that worrying does no good, all it does is create discomfort and a scenario that may never happen. And so stop worrying. Just like sit back, show up, not sit back, but, you know, show up and trust. So I've been through it many times, but I'll tell you a, a really specifically and most recently it was a year ago. My favorite Irishman was in the hospital for a couple of weeks and it really threw me off my game. It happened when I was living in Barcelona, stay, staying in Barcelona for a month. And I ended up coming back a little earlier because of him going into the hospital spent, you know, a couple of weeks going back and forth. And so I was just really unsettled for about a month and a half. And then when he got out of the hospital, I felt like I was walking on eggshells and I couldn't focus on my business. And I hadn't been for six weeks already. And I, all I wanted to do was just like, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I finally started being really gentle with myself and saying, you know what, if I just need to veg if like all day and I only get one thing done that's okay I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge it and I went through the entire like most of the summer it started off where I was very judgy with myself because I really needed that break but I didn't think I deserved it I knew I had to get back to work and you gotta push and you gotta hustle and you haven't been working for so long Carolyn and been out playing and caretaking and whatever. And when I let go of that story, because it was total bullshit, I was just like, all right, take the nap, 
take the walk, go to the museum, just whatever I was inspired to do, I let myself do. Then I just, then I started only doing things I loved, started inviting people over, like just people, you know, fellow business owners onto my patio and doing little lunches or happy hours and connecting people. And as soon as that energy like started showing up in my life, which I mean, it showed up, but I also created it. Everything changed. And it wasn't like I directly started getting clients from that. That wasn't the point. The point was I am a people person. And so what can I do to create energy in my life for and with other people? And it just changed. It just like I ended up having the most amazing final four months of the year that I didn't expect. And so it was such a recent experience too. There was no downturn. There was, you know, there was no world event. It was just what was happening in my world. And as soon as I let go of the judgment and really focused in on what charges me up, it just like, it all came together. I love that story, the way you just told it, because it does apply, I think, so much to what people are feeling right now is like, you know, so many people feel like they didn't get enough done when they were in isolation or whatever it was. And so like, they really got to do it now and they got to like hit the ground running. And just what you said, there's so much judgment and the judgment then creates that stress or worry. Mm -hmm. And then that's what blocks the opportunities from coming. And so then the antidote as you're talking about it is to to release the judgment and then the ripple starts to go from there. Is that, do you think that's fair? Part of it. And I would say too, just having watched you, because you said, you know, I've been playing and I've been caretaking, but the reality was only because I want people to understand there, it was like 90% caretaking and maybe 10% play, right? Like during that particular window. So you really need it you needed some downtime. And I think that's something people are missing is just because you were in isolation. If you were dealing with kids or, or parents or a partner who needed support from you or clients or whatever, and you were caretaking, you didn't have downtime. Like you may think you did, but you really didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Just because you're home more and people are with you and you can't go out does not equal downtime. Absolutely not. In fact, a lot of people probably got less of it because they maybe because the kids weren't going off to school, their meditation time was taken away, or they did couldn't find the time or the space for it, or going out for the walk, or you know, going out for wine with their girlfriends. You know, those yeah. Zoom calls were only fun for so long. So <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and I think because we're inspired, we're ambitious. And so I think there is a certain level of guilt if we're not hustling, hustling, hustling. And you gotta give yourself a break. Yes. So that leads me to that beautiful post you just wrote the other day. So what what inspired you to write that? And why don't you talk a little bit more about the message you were delivering with that? Yeah. So I had, what inspired it is I... I had connected with one of my old mastermind friends 
back when I lived in Minnesota and we, I mean, we've known each other 17 years and she's a keynote speaker. And she said, Carolyn, I, my sketch, and she does wilderness trips for women guides. And she said, Carolyn, my schedule for 2020 was so perfectly lined up and then gone, like in days. It's like, whoo. And she was trying to figure out ways she could pivot, but she knew she didn't want to effort. She's very, very spiritual. And uh, her whole theme is around like creativity and being wild. And she just didn't want to follow through on a a lot of things because it felt like she would be efforting. And so instead she found herself, she's like, I like getting my hands dirty in the garden. I like taking my dog for long walks. And she said, but then I feel guilty because I'm not working hard enough. And then on the back of that, the next day, I spoke with one of my best friends from high school slash college roommate. She's an international event planner for Fortune 500s for executives. Like it's the high end stuff. And of course, that, you know, her business went poof and a snap too. And she said, I don't even want to go near my computer because there's nothing I can do. And she said, I'm treating this as a time for regeneration. So the whole thing that came together through that conversation, those two conversations is we feel like we need to be effort. Some of us feel like we need to be efforting and others of us are going like, yeah, I could, but what's it going to do? So I may as well just use the time for myself and use it as a time for regeneration. And so, because when we're pushing, when we're in a desperate mode, that energy, like you said earlier, does not open things up to receive. And so I even think that my hustle, 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 when in the early part of COVID, I'm like, I really have to help people. I need to get this out there because I know that what I do, I help, like I can really help people find something that they can monetize very quickly. And I know that people are going to need this. But then my energy, like I thought my energy was in the right place. And I ended up having a really, really great quarter, but it came from other stuff. And so I kind of wish I would have spent more time in regeneration mode, but I really, really felt compelled, like pulled, like I really felt like I needed to offer that service because not a lot of people can do what I, you know, not a lot of people see what I can see in a business owner. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's interesting that you say that because I know you and I pretty much have the same feeling about clients in that our preference is to work with people longer term because that's what gets you really sustainable results is when you create the, 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 in your case, the strategy or the shift, the client implements it, you, you tweak and then you support them and, and, you know, you hold them through that fear and through the, you know, the change trajectory. And so, you know, that's for a long-term business, that's better. Yeah. But I like, I have been seeing that there is benefit. Right now, people are willing to move quickly when they're using fear as their ally, basically. So like fear's got a grip on them and that's not ideal. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's it's interesting because when you use that term, using fear as an ally, I really don't, I don't, I don't really like 
working with people when they're in a place of fear or desperation. Yeah. And so just the way you put that just made me go, oh, hmm, how interesting. <laughs> I used to do these mini VIP sessions. I used to call it money momentum for people who are coming into my accelerator. And I did it because I wanted to help them find ways to make money very quickly while on the early part of a six-month accelerator where they could spend time more thoughtfully putting their business together. So this didn't need to be a forever offer. It was something that they liked. It was something that would bring in a lot of money or whatever they needed. We'd just kind of work out whatever the numbers were for them. And so it really made sense. But one of the things that I think worked really well about it is that we knew we had another six months to work together. It wasn't just like, this is it, and then I'm going to walk away. There's probably always a little bit of fear and trepidation. I just don't like desperation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there's definitely that a difference. energy doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So you did start doing, um, you came up with a shorter term offer that has been working really well. And I would think, I mean, we haven't really talked about, but I would think it's working better this year than it would in other years because people are motivated. Maybe that's the word is that people are motivated to shift quickly because the world is shifting quickly around them. Yeah. And it's really hard to see it in a vacuum. You know, you can talk to your friends, but you know, and they know you so well, but they don't necessarily like, I I don't care for flyby coaching when you're creating an offer. I think it is more useful and meaningful and more profitable when you can create something that's really based on that well of assets that you have and experience. And so and our friends don't necessarily know what all those things are um, mm-hmm. and kind of the, the flyby things that you might see. And so, yes, this I basically took my old money momentum off thing that I used to do as a bonus for my old clients. I, I really ha- I've only offered it to the public a couple of times before in the past seven years that I've done it for, for my client clients. And so, I rejudged it just to say, all right, this is what we're going to do. And it is, it's a custom day, you know, rapid fire 30 day VIP. And the whole purpose of it is to go deep, really understand who you are, and then pluck out or create an offer. And, you know, the marketing, the messaging, the sales conversations, like everything around it. And create an offer and put an offer out there that you can monetize right away. And I think some people think it's too good to be true, but I mean, I just, I've had so many success stories. (laughs) I know it really works, but yeah. And so it, it has, it's been really fun. One of my, one of my, one woman who took me up on it, she has a decent business. It's multiple six figures in her case. But she's like, Carolyn, I just don't want to take any any more of these types of clients. And because they're wearing my ass out, I want to do something that feels a little lighter and costs a little less. And but her profit is much higher. And I mean, we came up with something and she immediately started closing clients. You know, when I say I'm a strategic thought partner, I'm there because I see things and I can the whole human in a very 
short amount of time, but I'm not going to do it where we just, you know, pick up the phone, talk for an hour and, you know, like I just guess what might work for you. That is not how I operate. Other people might be good at that, but not me. Yeah. So, and then how do you think, or I guess I'm going to, I'm going to put the the answer in the question, but don't you think that someone needs to really allow themselves the time to regenerate, to actually move on a pivot like that? Yes. And actually this was the interesting thing, Patty. So I put the offer out, the name of this offer is called Onward, the 30-day VIP. And I put it out in April, I think. I I don't think I did a lot of promotion around it. I think it was April. You know, some people took me up on it. But what I really noticed in late June, early July, was it maybe in June or July? I can't remember. My summer has been a little wonky with travel. but. All of a sudden, I just noticed like whoosh, like this influx of people going, I want this, I want this, I need this, I need this. I'm like, you're going to have to go on a wait list because it was almost as if people said, oh, this thing isn't going away. Mm, like, yeah, I, I better do something and I don't want to invest a whole bunch of money in something. I want to do something that feels a little more approachable. And so I really, I don't know what you've noticed in your business, but in terms of my and I've taken a marketing break the last couple of months, so I really haven't done much to to promote it. But yeah, I I I can't remember. Was I think it was July? I think July is when people I really noticed late June, early July, people just going, "Whoa, <laughs> I need you." Yeah, that's such interesting timing because back when I was talking to coronavirus, who I now referred mm-hmm. to as Zandalaya, what she had shown me was the wave of the energy and the distress would kind of crash at the end of June. And uh, then people would sort of pick themselves up at the beginning of July. So it's interesting that that was the timing, that it kind yeah. of coincided. Yeah. And I was me, you know, I was in the middle of receiving school and then moving into the mastermind. So I not actually... I actually, to that point, I filled the mastermind without advertising it because people had already come to me. So I actually haven't done any marketing myself either. You know, we're talking about this offer. Um, If you guys want to check it out, you can go to carolynherforth.com forward slash onward. Is that right? Did I get that link right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you want to see what she's talking about, if you're, if this sounds like you. So what do you see? Like, what are you feeling energy-wise, either for your business, or what are you expecting for the rest of the year? What's what's alive for you? I have spent quite a bit of time thinking, feeling into this, and you can look at all the money. And I'm, I, I actually would be very curious to hear what you have to say about this as well. So, I think the based on what I'm reading, spit it out, Carolyn. Um, <laughs> the, the people who are my clients, the multiple six and seven figure businesses, they're the ones who are kind of not jumping into it, investing as quickly because they've got a little more cushion to kind of wait things out and watch. Some people are moving into action very quickly, but I think 
I think we're going to start seeing people making more decisions. Like they've taken the time to regenerate, which is great because that's, you know, that's amazing. And I think, I, I think there's going to start being, and maybe this is just wishful thinking because I don't like seeing stagnant energy, like regeneration. Yes. But I want people to keep moving and experimenting and going from a pivot to a pivot to a pivot, because that's what it's putting the energy out in a positive way when you're called to do it, that is going to help us land on our mm. feet as a whole. So I just think there's still a lot of healing, uh, clearly a lot of healing that needs to be done. So I'm expecting a very, very busy fall. And I, so I don't know, I th- like that's that's where I'm at. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that though. Yeah, it's interesting when you said, I'm going to ask you your opinion. I'm like, damn, why am I asking someone a question that I don't know the answer to or have an opinion on? Um, Well, I'm just going to be really transparent. So I, for everyone, right, our intuition only works when our, I've talked about this so much, when our amygdala is powered down, right? And our amygdala powers up when it's in stress situations or fear and that type of thing. Um, So... I will admit it could be partially stress that's that's causing me to be unable to tap into a, an mm. energy system. But the one energy I see is that things are clear, relatively clear in terms of getting communication out and understood and heard. So that would be if you're trying to interview for a job, if you're putting marketing out, if you're, what I see is it's relatively clear from about the second week of September until the third week of October. And then it gets very congested. And then I see a huge celebration in around the third week of November, second to third week of November. Celebratory energy. I know we won't, I'm not going to put any, I'm not going to put any attachments on what that might be. But, you know, for me, and I'll just say this for you, if you're listening and you've got kids, they've changed our return to school plan three Mm. times so far. And so until those suckers are sitting in a school room with their butts in a seat, I, which is two weeks away, I don't have like the ability to reach for forward thinking. I mean, my marketing plan, because it's based on receiving school is pretty much mapped out. It wasn't going to change. Um, when we, you know, when I launched during COVID, the content changed, but I didn't change the date of it. And it's, I still feel kind of aligned with, I think that that what I teach about opening to receiving people are going to be eager to understand, okay, I can't control so much. So, you know, can I open up to letting in more health from the universe? Mm. Um, so I, I feel good about it, but from a, I just, that's just my business hat on. It's not like intuitively. I'm like, yeah, I'm going right. to nail this launch. I do not feel that at all because I'm like, <laughs> I am like, until those chillins are out of my house, <laughs> I literally can't sit things straight. Right. So love you, yeah. kids. What? <laughs> Love, love you, kids. You. <laughs> love I kids. do. I love of them. You do. Like, I can't wait to get back to school. Like, we're this is not because I don't like them. This is because this is like lack of structure is just weighing on my brain cells, you know, which yeah. I think also speaks to, 
you know, wrapping back around what you do, why I think what you do is so desired right now is you're giving people a container when they can't, they can't hold that container for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the onward program, like they, they have got the energy, they've got the desire, but they're so structureless in their day-to-day life that trying to create a container to see a future is, is harder than it usually is. And so then you help them with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think just being asked the right questions, which is what you and I do, right, is just asking the questions so that the person can sort through it because without you're right it's just like this endless summer Mm. um (laughs) where oh do I want to go to the beach I'll just go whenever I feel like it I'll go to the pool whenever I'll you know it's like there I, I think it is important and you know some people can't wait it out any much longer you know and so the the regeneration is an a key part of all of this. And so when you're starting to feel that itch or that urge to say, okay, how am I going to take this 2020 back? How am I going to reclaim my 2020? That is then you're in a spot of being open to possibilities. Mm. And possibilities are what make, you know, just coming up with ideas and possibilities for what you can do and what you can offer right now that people want and that people need and people are don't know they need but when they see it they'll be like oh my god I I didn't even know I just it's out there I I think there's still opportunity I think some people might think that everyone's just zipped up their wallets but I'm telling you what I have invested a hell of a lot in my business in the past six months I have not stopped investing. I've probably invested more because I feel like I've had a little more free time to study or, Mm. you know, dig into something that I wouldn't have done before. I've hired different coaches for strategy. Like, I'm not stopping. And I don't know if it's because of my specific situation. Well, of course, it's because of my specific situation. But, you know, I I don't think anyone should needs to feel guilty if they haven't been leaning on someone else to Mm. help them through this, you know, everyone's doing the best they can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that whole thing about whatever you did, you did the best you could with what you had right up until this Mm -hmm. moment that you're listening to this, you have done the very best you can with what you have. So now you just heard some ideas from maybe some of them were ones you were thinking, maybe some of them are new ideas. Now you have new information. So what are you going to do with that information going forward? Are you going to forgive yourself? Are you going to pause? Are you going to let yourself finally rest so you can actually regenerate? Are you going to start working towards a pivot? What What is it that this is telling you to do? And not the should, but like, what's the one that deep down in your soul is the right next step for you? That's yeah. really, as a listener, that's what I invite you to do as you've listened to Carolyn. And um, t- Carolyn, tell them, tell them where they can get more of you, my love. I welcome anyone to visit my website. Everything is very simple with me. Everything is Carolyn Herfers. So it's carolynherfirst.com for so my website, Instagram, Carolyn Herfirst, LinkedIn, Carolyn Herfirst, everything's Carolyn Herfirst all the way through. So I am assuming in show notes, you'll have that spelled out, but it's 
C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-H-E-R-F, as in Frank, U-R-T-H. And yes, we will have all of that in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. And I welcome, I mean, even if someone wants to reach out and email me, I welcome it. I'm, you know, I'm not sitting up on top of some mountain sitting out on my patio on the Upper West Side these days, which is awesome. I love that I'm back out of my summer office. But I'm just happy to have a quick conversation with anyone who just feels compelled to reach out in that way. That's awesome. Thank you. So any last words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with? Mm, Just hold it lightly. Just be gentle and know Mm. that it's okay to experiment. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing's perfect right now. And I think we don't know what's going to work until we get out there and try and experiment. So Mm -hmm. I think some people still might be in a place of feeling frozen, not from a regeneration standpoint, but don't know what the hell to do point standpoint. Again, that's okay, but also give yourself permission to just play and experiment and try things out and and know that if it doesn't work or if it only partly works, it's information for your next step. Oh, such good information. Such good inspiration. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Patty. And thank you for listening. You have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this podcast with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people. And it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you had to say about what you heard. I am cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.